0: Hey everyone, Marilyn Hughes of the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation. Today I want to share with you some thoughts from John Paul II. As you know, the holidays are often the time of year where uh, many people get together with family and at least we try for this. There's so many others also who end up feeling lonely or very isolated if they don't have Uh, family to join with, or things of that nature. And so it's a good time to reflect on it. Um, John Paul II had some very powerful insight. This is coming from daily meditations of John Paul II from the Editions Paulines. Um, This was put out uh, by the Paulines. (laughs) Um, And this is a very interesting little devotional of many of, you know, Pope John Paul II's thoughts on a lot of different things. Um, So let's see what he says about the experience of loneliness. I think what he has to say is very insightful. Paradoxically, this primary loneliness, which the person knows he can count on nothing purely human to overcome gives rise to the most profound and genuine community among men. And I'm going to go back just a minute here because I want to talk about how he characterizes this loneliness. Hi, John. Thanks for joining me again. I appreciate it so much. Um, So he says here above this, We are compelled to want to become what by ourselves we can neither achieve nor possess. It is because I have the ambition to be infinite that I feel my impotence. I have not made myself. I am incapable of what I want. I am compelled to go beyond myself. When in concrete existence man perceives this radical inability that characterizes him, he discovers that he is alone with a profound and insatiable loneliness. It is an original loneliness that comes to him from the acute and sometimes dramatic awareness that no one, neither he nor anyone like him, can definitively answer his need and satisfy his desire. So this is the type of loneliness that Pope John Paul II is talking about when he speaks of the experience of loneliness. Paradoxically, this primary loneliness, which the person knows he can count on nothing purely human to overcome, gives rise to the most profound and genuine community among men. It is this very experience of loneliness that he suffers that is the origin of a true sociality, ready to give up the violence of ideology and the abuse of power. We are dealing here with a paradox In fact, if it were not for this profound compassion for the other, which one discovers only if he understands in himself this total loneliness, whoever would urge man, aware of this state of his, to venture society? By the same token, how could society not be the place of domination by the strongest, by the man who is a wolf to man, as the modern conception of the state not only has theorized, but also tragically has practiced. Thanks to a glance at himself that is so laden with truth, man can feel joined with all other men, seeing in them similar subjects frustrated by the same inability and the same desire for complete fulfillment. The experience of loneliness thus becomes the decisive step on the road toward the discovery of the answer to the radical question. In fact, it creates a profound bond with other men who share the same destiny and are inspired by the same hope. Thus, from this abyssal loneliness is born man's serious commitment to his own humanity, a commitment that becomes passion for the other and solidarity with each and every one. An authentic society is the possibility for man because it is not based on selfish calculation but on the attachment to what is most true in himself and all others. So then he goes on to talk about man's constitutive dimensions. Solidarity with the other becomes more properly an encounter with the other through the various existential expressions that characterize human relationships. Of these, the affectionate relationship between man and woman seems to be the principal one because it is based on a value judgment in which man invests in a most original way all his vital dynamisms, his intellect, his will, his sensitivity. He then has the experience of that radical intimacy but not deprived of pain, which the creator placed in his very nature in the beginning. The Lord God built up into a woman the rib that he had taken from the man. When he brought her to the man, the man said, This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Guided by this primary experience of communion, man applies himself with others to the building of a society understood as an ordered life in common. The acquired sense of solidarity with all mankind is made concrete above all in a fabric of relationships in which man primarily is called to live and to express himself, bringing his own contribution to them and receiving from them in return a considerable influence on the development of his own personality. It is in the various environments in which his growth takes place that man is educated to perceive the value of belonging to a people as the indispensable condition for living the dimensions of the world. The pairs of terms, man, woman, person, society, and more basically, soul and body, are man's constitutive dimensions, the whole Pre-Christian anthropology can be easily seen as reduced to these three dimensions in the sense that they represent all that man can say of himself aside from Christ. And so then he goes on now defining and having laid out the idea of the experience of loneliness. He goes on then on the command to love, which is how we overcome that primal loneliness. To be faithful to their vocation, the followers of Christ must give concrete proof that the gospel is life both for souls and for the whole of society. The communion of the faithful in the spirit must take shape in a community such that in breaking the one bread of life, it also shares the bread of the earth, acting with concrete forms of involvement according to the social and cultural conditions in which the Christians live. The free articulation of the many according to the entire breadth of human expressions, but in the sphere of the one body of Christ, brilliantly demonstrates the possibility of the most profound peace in civil and international society. Charity, which firmly joins the members of the body of Christ, modeled after the measure of the merciful love of God, cannot but point out the most just and most fruitful mechanisms for the dialogue of peace. In the light of the universality of the Christian vocation, the commandment of love thus extends to the community of peoples, making it possible to love not only one's homeland, but also the very identity of others as one's own. So it's amazing how Pope John Paul II, pulling from Galatians 3.28, is able to take the experience of loneliness as being this existential condition we all face when we discover we want the truth and we want to be it and know it and become it we want to be uh, as close to God as we can become. And we experience that existential loneliness, but then he goes on to realize that it is in the command to love that is in our Christian vocation, which is actually not only the cure and the help for us in our individual lonelinesses, but it's actually the cure to creating a peaceful and loving society and world. So some very cool thoughts from Pope John Paul II today. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, subscribe to our channel, please. That helps us to be searchable on YouTube and around the internet, making it possible for other people to find our free resources. Consider clicking on join and you can see the five different levels of membership you can consider. Memberships help us to keep our resources free for everyone in the world at all times. So it is profoundly helpful to us uh, to have members. So please consider becoming a member. And until next time, thank you so much for joining me today. Bye now.